you're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. I'm Megan DiMartino, and it's Friday my favorite day of the week. And not because it's the weekend, guys. It's because of Unique Leaders Live. I am always thrilled to invite my guests to greet you and share their story. Their stories are always so compelling and share such richness that you will glean from and truly give you insight to that it's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. With that said, I would truly appreciate you sharing this out to all of your social media platforms. This is going to be also on YouTube right now, live, and you can go on and subscribe to YouTube. As you show, uh, saw in the intro, there are many interesting people and many more. We've done over a year of Unique Leaders Live, so it's too many to have in that intro, but they are there on YouTube. So go there and subscribe to Unique Leaders Live. It will bless you. I truly mean that. It will truly bless you. Their stories are so compelling and so rich with just hope and possibilities and growth that it's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. So go and share this out and go to YouTube and listen at any time. And then tomorrow it will be on replay on Facebook and all of my Facebook uh, uh, platforms, as well as on YouTube. uh, And then on Tuesday, it will be on the podcasting platforms. So when you go to iTunes next week, do again, send a review because it will help others to find us. So we thank you so very much for joining us today on Unique Leaders Live. So today's guest is Rebecca Contreras. uh, Rebecca is a person that I have known for over 10 years here in the Austin area, but her story transcends globally. And she will share today her title of her book, which just came out and is a major, major top seller on Amazon, and it is called Lost Girl. And she'll fill us in on how it's doing and where you can find it other than that, because I know it's in booksellers around the world. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you my guest, Rebecca Contreras. Good morning, Megan. How are you? I am so good that you are here, Rebecca. As I shared in the green room, I'm so looking forward to you sharing your story. And you said it's a long story, and I understand that. But you uh, have such an amazing journey, and I know it will touch many, many people. Not only today, Rebecca, but also as they listen to this on podcast platforms as well as on YouTube. So where were you born? Where was little Rebecca from and what was a little bit of the background of you and your journey to to today? So, Megan, thank you again for having me. Um, It's been so great to have a friendship with you and to watch you thrive in your own uh, career through the years and just thrilled to be here with your audience. And what a powerful thing you're doing and really sharing the power of the story. Um, There's so much power behind telling a story. And, you know, we all have a story. Uh, mine is probably no different from many, um, although a little crazy. I I, uh, I, I always tell people uh, my book is Rebecca in the Raw. It is called Lost Girl. It's out on Amazon and Barnes. 
um, as well as available on my website. But it's it's a journey, Megan, of the last really 15 years. I've been um, striving and wanting to tell my story in so many settings. Um, it wasn't right. So 2021 was the year to release Lost Girl. And um, it's unique in that um, it, it, it's the same as in everybody has a, 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 journey, a journey of dealing with issues and trauma and situations outside your control. But it's so that's the commonality in the story. But the uniqueness is the acceleration path that, that God put me on in terms of uh, just taking me literally through five levels of reinvention. Um, I always say, you know, reinventing of yourself doesn't mean you're unhappy with yourself. It just means you're constantly growing and striving to 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 really uh, impact. Um, my story is a story of. So I'm I'm from El Paso, Texas. I'm a border town gal, and I I was actually in El Paso last week, uh, launching my book with women in Southwestern leadership there, and with some of the high schools, and just really telling my story of how I grew up on a border town. For those of, of you that have visited a border town uh, or know of the, the climate around border towns, there's a lot of challenges in those kinds of cities, particularly in El Paso. Um, and so I'm one of four children. And uh, my mother um, actually was never married to any of our fathers. And we have three different fathers. So I always um, joke that my mother was an all-inclusive gal. So my father was from Yugoslavia. He was a white man. My brother's older brother's father was Mexican and my younger sister's father was black. And we always used to tell my mom, we just need the Asian to complete the circle of diversity in our family. <laughs> but she um, she struggled a lot, Megan, with addiction, predominantly drug addiction, pretty hardcore drug addiction. She spent 10 years on heroin and a lot of mental Ill illness and trauma in her own life. And, you know, she really at the time had no business having kids, but we know that life and people get into situations that uh, sometimes are within and sometimes outside. My mom's situation, she came from a broken home and uh, she didn't know who her father was until she was 10. And I uh, actually discovered her father was really, her uncle was really her father and uh, grew up in a, in a pretty dysfunctional environment. So although she had my grandmother, who was precious, precious um, woman, uh, they're loving her and trying to help her. You know, mom, mom got involved very young and in, in, in drugs and, and alcohol and just really got on trajectory of a path of self-destruction. And so here come, you know, her kids. And um, the first one out of the gate was my brother, my older brother. And then my twin and I were born second. So we're the middle middle children. I have a twin brother who lives here in Austin with me. And uh, my younger sister came six years later. And through through that life, she grew up not only with uh, severe addictions and severe, severe mental illness, uh, but also uh, lots of uh, lack of self-worth and self-love in herself. And, you know, it's so important, Megan, to love yourself and to know your identity. And mom didn't have much of an identity. Her identity was wrapped up in men and drugs and the streets and all the things that really breed destruction. And so at the age of... Um, at the age of five years old, she told us that she was going to the grocery store, Megan, and never came back and abandoned us. And I tell the full story in Lost Girl. The first uh, two chapters are dedicated to my start in life. My first chapter is called Born in Failure. And who would imagine that when you're born as a baby, you have the ability to be born in failure? Well, in my in my trajectory in my life, I that's how I felt. I was born in a, in a failure situation, and outside of outside of my control, outside of my siblings' control, 
But so my mom, you know, at age five left, um, she left us in the, uh, we lived in the projects in a very poor, very high crime area there in El Paso on the border. And, you know, three days later, my neighbor called my grandmother and said, you better come get these kids because Grace is gone and she hasn't returned. And they've been in the in the apartment by themselves for three days. Megan, my sister was six months old at that time. So um, and in the interest of time, I won't tell you the whole story. And I do want your readers uh, or your viewers to to read Lost Girl uh, because I go very intimate in the rawness of the pain and the trauma that was created out of that abandonment. Little girls at age five, Megan, should be wearing bows on their head and should be going to school and should be having friends and playing on the playground. And this little girl had to man up and had you had to be mom. And, you know, I had a six month old sibling. Um, my older brother and my twin and I took care of her and my grandmother took us in um, and brought us to live with her. And she rescued us from being put in the foster care system. Mm-hmm. I always um, say my grandmother was a hero. She was an angel um, that really without her, we, we really would not be here. And so I'm very grateful for that. But through that journey of losing my mother and eventually she came back many years later and um, you know, gave her heart to God and got clean and got some some help with her addiction. But Megan, she never really dealt with the trauma in her past. And I'm a firm believer that you can be a product of your environment or you cannot be a product of your environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, because of all of the, the mental illness and the trauma, although she had left the drug addiction, she all of a sudden is mom again. And she's got these kids that, you know, are now older. And I was probably nine at the time when mom came back and moved me to Austin, Texas, ripped me away from my grandmother and moved us to uh, uh, the inner city in Austin still live in an abject poverty. So all we knew was abject poverty. And, you know, there's poverty in different aspects of life. There's poverty emotionally. There's poverty spiritually. There's poverty physically. There's poverty mentally. I had poverty in all aspects of this of this of this uh, circle, and um, unfortunately, growing up like that, um, even though my mother was back and she was clean, she really really had a lot of still mental you know trauma. She went through a lot of issues with bipolar, and you know, t- from time to time, just didn't didn't value herself, and so. You know, we at age 13, inevitably, you know, I started uh, down the path of self-destruction myself and started using drugs and getting involved in alcohol and ended up pregnant at 17, Megan. Um, And I, you know, this was a time in East Austin where East Austin was what we called hood. Mm -hmm. It was the barrio area and it was lots of drugs and lots of gangs and, you know, just got involved in in just, again, becoming a product of my environment Mm -hmm. and didn't really understand my value. Um, And through a miraculous intervention. Um, it, I did actually end up having my baby. Um, and she's my daughter, Christine, who you know today. She's just an angel. And I always tell her she was the angel that God sent into my life to get mom straightened up. But through that process of, uh, uh, I lost her the first year. My mom, my mom took her away from me. And through that process of losing my daughter and then going through, you know, all the trauma and all the addiction that got involved with, you know, I tell the story in detail, a very bad drug dealer in Austin who uh, was just toxic and abusive, uh, sustained, you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse, and all of that, you know, at age 19, I had an epiphany, uh, Megan, I had, um, it was a, a, what I call a God encounter. And I really began to, um, to think about my life and where I was, and the path that I had taken. And I swore to myself that I will never be like my mother, I am never going to be in poverty. I'm never going to be on drugs. I'm never going to abandon my baby. But I had done that. And I was repeating those cycles. You know, in life, Megan, we face situations where, you know, we can make the decision 
cycle and repeat the toxicity, or we can make the decision to move forward and say, I'm not going to be a victim of my environment. I'm not going to be a product of my abuse or a product of my addiction or a product of my you know, bad trauma. And so, you know, at age 19, I made that decision and started on a path. Um, I joined a little bitty inner city church in East Austin, where I met my husband, David, who, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, gosh, that was almost 30, 33 years ago and really started down the path of change, transformation, because I wanted to own my mistakes. I wanted to own the issues of my life. Um, you know, I, I began to, to, to self-reflect and think, how can I change the trajectory of where I'm going? Like, I want an education. I was a high school dropout, Megan. I, I dropped out of high school when I got pregnant. And, I, you know, I was working as a cocktail waitress. But I really wanted to own that change. I started down the path of a welfare work program. And I worked for a woman by the name of Ann Richards, um, who was the first governor here in Texas. And um, that that program, you know, I got to meet Anne and, and got around some powerful women. I got around some youth pastors and some mentors and people that believed in me early, early on in my life. I tell the story in my book and people that, that were saying, Rebecca, you've got potential. There's so much power in the word of encouragement. And then looking past somebody's mess into their potential, because I believe that the human race was created for greatness And we all have the ability to overcome and be great inside. But sometimes we're just, again, a product of our environment. But if somebody comes alongside that person to say, hey, you know, you could start a business. Or did you know you're smart? Did you know you have potential? You should go back to school. You should, you know, you should think about what you want to do with your life and stop, you know, making those poor choices. And so I had those people come around me very early on, very powerful people and saw my potential and Married my husband, he adopted my daughter, um, and, you know, our life started on a whole new journey. I always joke that people, when you look at David and Rebecca, we've been married almost 32 years now. You look at our our picture when we met, and and in the dictionary, you see the word dysfunction. So we represented the word dysfunction (laughs) because we both came from broken homes. We both were ex-addicts, and we both were just trying to get our lives straight, and we had made a decision very early on. David was 29 and I was 19 19 at the time. And we made a decision. Hey, we think that there's more. We think we have a purpose in life. And um, and we came together, got married and um, started working with the gangs in the inner city. And I started my state government career. Well, that that little job, Megan, and, and the re- your viewers will read about it in Lost Girl, turned into working for one of the most powerful leaders in the free world, President Bush. And I interviewed one time for a job, and that was that welfare to work position that I interviewed for. Every step along the way, I had people that came alongside me and believed in me and and sent me to school and developed my skills. And I had to do it as well, right? Because it's not going to happen because other people want it for you. You've got to want it for yourself. You have to have the grit and the faith and the focus to make it happen. So went through, you know, numerous reinventions and uh, ended up working for Governor Bush um, as his director of HR, had worked my way up all the way up, you know, in the ranks in state government, again, through a very powerful group of mentors, a woman by the name of Donna Reynolds, a man by the name of Clay Johnson, who was uh, the president's right hand in personnel. And, you know, we all know what happened, that governor ran for president. And uh, the day that uh, in the state capitol, when the chief of staff came and said, the, the governor uh, has asked me if you will join the D.C. team. He wants to know if you will go to D.C. if he's elected. I fell over because I am 
thinking I've arrived and all of a sudden I get to go work for a president. And so my husband and I picked up, left everything. He left his 10 year career here in Austin, high tech, and just left everything to go serve a president. And we all know, you know, shortly after that, that, um, that journey, uh, when Bush took office nine months later, we would be in, in the, in probably one of the worst times in our history of with 911 hitting mm-hmm. America and just the leadership that president Bush brought to take to the table in terms of the resolve and the tenacity to really, um, bring America together. And so we, I was a part of that team, that white house team. I was a commission officer on his staff and David worked as well and served the president in the, in, in, in the small business administration. And, the faith-based program. So we we started our journey together. And then fast forward to, you know, four years after the first term, uh, we decided to come back to Texas and uh, we wanted to start a nonprofit here. And we did. We worked uh, to start a nonprofit to work with inner city kids. So Megan, I'm a firm believer that you have to pay it forward when, when you when you have blessings and when you encounter tremendous success, it's important to give back. And it's important to remember that there are people that you know, you've got to come back and try to help. That maybe we're in the in the same situation you were in. So we started our nonprofit in Austin, worked with thousands of inner city kids in the neighborhood where David grew up when he was a young boy, and um, really started uh, investing in young uh, young Hispanic and young African American kids, predominantly minority kids in that community, and because of the demographic and. Um, and then 10 years ago, I started, I decided to start a consulting business and I went and through my, right, but may I just interrupt for one second, before you go into that piece, I just have a question to ask you in listening to you. Uh, there's an African proverb. It's, it says something like, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. How much now? So keep in mind your journey, what you've shared, but what is so key to me of as a single parent, and many are listening who are single parents, and your story is, as, as you said, there's so much, and everyone must buy Rebecca's book. I can't wait to read it because there's so much in this. But I want to ask you this question. I am sure you've reflected upon this, but when you met David, you had started, you know, that program. You met him. You started that program. Um, I look back on my own life and I really have gone alone and the mistakes I've made have been because I've been alone. Now, obviously not everyone can marry a David Contreras, (laughs) not everyone, but what would you share with our guests? How significant in the trajectory of your life and the past to that moment and then going forward, how much would you say was that you had that partner in life? Well, Megan, I'm a product of my relationships around me uh, mm-hmm. today. I was a product of my bad relationships as a young adult and teen, and I am now a product of my good relationships. Yes. Um, David was such a central point of my transformation. Uh, anybody that knows David knows he's a visionary. He is a forward thinker. And there's nothing he won't undertake. And sometimes he jumps off the cliff and I'm like, hold on just a second. Let's wait. <laughs> he just has that tenacity to take things on and, and mm-hmm. tackle them. And um, and I tell the story fully in my book. The um, the first battle he had, he had to undertake, Megan, was, was dealing with the baby daddy drug dealer. And if I had been married to anybody else, I would not be alive today. Yeah. Because David literally saved me from death from him, like mm-hmm. physical death. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he, he also uh, 
propelled me and forced me to deal with my trauma in a way that I didn't want to deal with it because I was weak at the time. I was emotionally distraught. I had gone through abuse. And he would say early on our marriage, you're going to deal with this because you there's so much emotional dysfunction in you. Like if you don't deal with it, it's going to destroy our marriage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dealt with anger issues. So, yes. you know, but da- David's been such a huge part of my journey. And he I wish that every woman had a David in their life. And yes. I I um, I can't tell you the importance of picking the right partner, of doing life with the right partner, of uh, of actually growing with the right partner because your partner in life should make you better mm-hmm. and should help you grow and like vice versa we do that to each other um, we help each other and but more importantly Megan in addition to that partner the relationships you surround yourself with with mentors and coaches and even friends and relationships they can they can help you propel forward or they can help keep you stuck in the mire. Mm-hmm. And so those relationships that uh, we're never meant, God never meant for us to do life alone, yes. period. We were yeah. meant to be a community of, of, of relationships. That's what I wanted you to share, Rebecca, because A, I know that it is specifically about your life, but also our guest life, because the bottom line is we're not designed to do it alone. And it is about that, uh, that, tribe as we call it today, but the bottom line is to do it together. And I know about you and your life and that seeing your relationship with David and like you said, play, not just playing off, but the strong suits of each other working together as a whole is just such a wonderful thing to, to be part of, to see, and then for you to share with the world and be so raw. Well, and, and I, I will just share in addition to that, Megan, getting counseling. Uh, so only nine uh, American American Psychology Association did a study recently. Only nine percent of Americans get counseling in their marriage. And out of those Americans that get counseling, 80 percent of the marriages make it. And so David and I have had a lot of counseling. Uh, we've, we've helped each other, but we've also had a lot of professional help because we dealt with a lot of trauma. Yes. A lot of abuse. And we were self-destructive in, in our own individual way, right? Mm-hmm. So we had to learn not only with the faith component of having God help us, but also having professional help. And so I would encourage your readers or your viewers to understand the power of that that uh, therapy that really will heal your mind and your heart and your soul in so many ways. I'm so glad you shared that. And thank you for sharing because it is so important to understand. And that's a piece of going together. Yes, to build that evolution of your life. So now you're starting your own business. Well, Megan, I was a W-2 employee my whole career. I was a state government employee and then a federal government employee for my whole career. And after serving um, almost 12 years uh, in, in, in state government and then four years in federal um, I need to get out into the private sector. If I am going to add value, um, if I'm going to build the ability to, to make money and, and do what we want to do with our nonprofit and be able to fund some of the initiatives we want to do, we have to, we have to have that financial independence. I'm a big um, believer in the entrepreneur spirit and the ability, as, as, you, as you may know, we're the fast women uh, businesses are the fastest growing businesses in America. Latina owned businesses are up there in, in terms of acceleration in Texas, we're number one. And so, you know, there's a lot of um, power behind understanding that you want to be the driver of your own future. And so I had been alongside serving uh, four different government officials 
I served Ann Richards, K. Bailey, and then uh, George W., um, and also served with him, uh, served him in, at West Point when I left the administration. But I really wanted to be the driver of my own future. And David and I knew that in order to, to fuel the work that we wanted to do through our nonprofit, we had to have financial independence to do that. And the only way you do that is to become an entrepreneur. I mean, in America, the sky's the limit for that. So I got a, around a bunch of uh, great mentors and people that I took counsel from and started my business 10 years ago, Megan. I had a zero background in business, um, decided I'm going to take the bull by the horns and get the grit that I need to learn this business. And because I was, had established myself as an expert in government, I decided to create a solution um, to sell a service in my expertise of HR to the government. Mm -hmm. And I teamed with uh, an IT partner in D.C. I believe teaming is powerful. Um, again, we don't go it alone. Um, I'm the majority owner and he owns minority uh, share of the company, but I teamed with him and said, hey, listen, I'll bring the network. I'll bring my HR expertise and um, let's do this together. And so we're, we're 10 years old. We just crossed our 10 year anniversary in May and we're um, we, we, we're about 100 employees strong. Uh, most of my team is spread across five different states, uh, mostly the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. But I've got a team in Florida here in Texas and also Kansas City and Philadelphia. But we've built a brand um, and it's all been built based on our employees, um, our, our employees ability to deliver. And I always tell my team, you've got to figure out a way to move from being a, a vendor to a trusted advisor, because there are vendors I'm a dozen and contractors a dime a dozen. If your client can can trust you as an advisor, then that means that when that competition comes up, you're not going to lose that contract because you're replaceable. And, you know, obviously we're not irreplaceable, but we've brought a brand to bear that is based on our, our high performance and our trusted advisor strategy that helps our government clients solve problems. And we know there's a lot of problems in government right now. Uh, just there have been. And, you know, the government's gone through numerous points of reengineering and through administration change and administration change. And so we are a we are apolitical. We serve any in the administration, we served the Obama administration, we served the Trump administration, now we're serving the Biden administration. Our solutions are HR and strategy and organizational change uh, with, with some IT component, but mostly HR. And, um, you know, we are the go-to partner for about 15 different agencies in government that come to us for their HR solutions. So I'm really proud of the work our team has done, Megan. Um, it is a team. It's not Rebecca. Um you know, I'm just I, I'm, I just happen to be gifted to have some smart people working for me, <laughs> uh, very smart people. And I just, you know, empower them and let them run and do what they do best. And they help to grow the company. So, and yes, because without a team, I mean, I've always said, uh, build a team and the team will build your business. And so it is about building that team. And then from there with your culture. Mm -hmm. Now, you. Men, made a uh, mention or reference that uh, you launched the book in 21, uh, Lost Girl. How much of last year, uh, 2020, did it affect your business? And did you have, did that point in time give you the time to write this, your story, to sit down and do it? And then I have another question after that. Well, I have been on um, on high cylinder for 10 years. There has mm -hmm. been no stop button for us. Um, the government did not shut down during COVID. We are uh, 
uh, right now exclusively a government provider. We, we don't always, only have to do government work, but right now that's what's growing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have been ramping up. We've been in ramp up mode um, really the last five to six years intensely growing by double digits every year. And so, you know, um, I just put a stake in the ground, Megan. I had had my publisher for 10 years chasing me, saying, you have to write your story. I met her when I worked for the Bush White House. She was in Nashville, and um, her her name is Michelle Borkis. She's out of Dallas through Boss Media. And Michelle has been after me for 10 years to write this book. And um, she finally said, I'm going to give you all you need. Like, I'll provide the right support, but put the stake in the ground. And I just hunkered down and did it. Um, I worked with a fabulous uh, editor and um, writer who helped me, mm-hmm. um, you know, put my story into the words that I needed to be going. And, um, you know, I put a lot of a lot of effort into writing this story because I really wanted to tell the whole story that represents grit, that represents faith, that represents possibilities and hope. You know, Megan, we live in a time in America right now where people have lost hope and have lost faith in a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot of mistrust going on right now. And so, you know, my my journey um, in this lost girl journey is to just tell the story of possibilities and to focus not on all the things that have gone bad, but to try to figure out how to use your pain for good, um, how to take that tragedy and turn it into triumph. You know, what are the practical steps that you do? There's a section at the end on author's reflections where I give very practical steps um, on your life journey, uh, when you do, when everything hits the fan, Megan, and you have no control over it, like we've been in America with COVID and, you know, tragedies that are happening, you know, we just can control the own four feet of space around us. We have control over us, our response and our heart and our ability to serve and impact in the tragedy. Um, it's important, to keep, it's important to keep that perspective. So that's the story mm-hmm. of Lost Girl. It's really providing people that hope. Mm-hmm. Amen. It, and that is the foundation. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the in between that is that getting going, doing, taking those steps and, and uh, trusting in the Lord. So absolutely. So you 10 years and, uh, you know, you've been building this flourishing business. Do you see yourself continuing on another 10 years? Do you see yourself selling this? And and with Lost Girl, what do you plan on doing with that other than getting it out and uh, speaking to uh, on venues like this? Yeah. So uh, so I am actually concurrently running the company as the CEO. I am I am the the, the driver behind the growth of the business. And I have a great project management team. We've gotten to a place where we have two senior managing directors who have been with me a long time, who are just amazing. And I've been delegating more and more to them, but I don't have any plans to step aside anytime soon. Um, the company is uh, projected to grow this year. Um, again, we, we were just notified a couple of weeks ago that we're going to have to ramp up uh, to do a large scale hiring uh, because of this new infrastructure bill that was passed. So, you know, we're ready. And I, I'm a firm believer, right. Megan, that for me, it's one day at a time, one step mm-hmm. at a time. I don't know about you, but I find sometimes if I plan my life too far in advance, God kind of shakes it up and says, uh, uh, uh. Um, so, you know, I'm taking it one step at a time. Certainly I've put this uh, stake in the ground relative to the goals that I've set for AG. I'd like to grow, uh, continue to grow. Um, we're, 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 we're slotted to hit, um, a little over 17 million this year. And I really want to grow it to 20 million, um, in the next 12 months. And, um, and who knows what the future holds. Yeah. We have yeah. such a 
team. And um, because I've built a great brand, um, you know, the future will tell. But right now, I'm going to concurrently promote uh, Lost Girl. I started my book launch last week in El Paso. Um, I'm going to be hitting the book tour um, in January, um, taking some time here in the holidays with the family. But I'm really excited to share the story with with uh, with just everybody that wants to hear the story and needs to hear the story. So but you were sharing about, um, you know, that the uh, holidays with the family, January on a book tour. uh, But you're building that empire girl yes yes and the last thing i want to share is i actually um i'm in i'm in three publications this quarter um latina style just issued um, a publication and I'm, I'm in their piece um telling my story and then um i'm slotted to be in women enterprise and texas ceo um between now and february so you know we're gaining momentum um the goal here megan is impact not to get rebecca out there but it's impact and to tell the story because the story does its its own work. Um, What I'm hearing, I've already done uh, several events with several hundred women, uh, about six or 700 women. And what I'm hearing is it's an encouraging story. Everybody needs to hear it. And, um, you know, it's a story of impact and of possibilities. So that's really my goal. It truly is a story of hope and possibilities. You are true hope and possibilities girl. Well, as we wind down here, Miss Rebecca, I ask all of my guests, two questions or a question, but it has two parts to it. And I'm sure you're familiar with Three Feet from Gold by Sharon Lecter and Greg Reed. And Mm -hmm. in that book, which is somewhat autobiographical on Greg Reed, but it starts out with a gentleman having a gold rush fever back in the day, went west, bought a piece of property, chiseled away, gave up, and in three feet, sold his property to someone locally. And in three feet, that person struck gold. So it's that giving up. But Sharon in that Mm -hmm. book wrote her success formula, which is your passion plus talent times action plus uh, association plus faith equals uh, success. But I'm not going to ask you all that. What I am going to ask you, though, is what is your passion, Rebecca, and what is your talent? So, Megan, what drives me is impact. Um, I like to move the needle with people. Um, I, I have a particular, um, you know, passion towards, again, women, uh, inner city kids and girls, um, just because I see myself in so many ways through them. Um, and somebody invested in me and impacted my life. So um, I always tell people I measure it against number one impact. If, if I cannot impact that situation and move the needle, then I probably won't get involved in it. Um, I really, really have a passion for 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 changing, um, helping people figure out what they want to do in life and then getting a path forward to transform whatever that looks like. Some people, it's small transformation. It's little, as Jen Goss says, tiny degree shifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, my coach, she often says just tiny degree shifts. Uh, and for others, it's massive transformation. It's completely reengineering the way you think, the way you behave, the way you operate. And so impact is is really what drives me uh, in every sense of the word. Um, I have been known for actually turning away uh, contracts in business if there's no impact involved. And so, you know, it's difficult for me to get involved in something that doesn't move the needle. That's first and foremost. You know, that, um, I, I just want to interject. That's a great benchmark. I'm going to really write that down because if you're not making an impact with a client, why take that client on? That's a right. great 
great benchmark. Right. I, I will. I will tell you. We we just we just let a contract go over a million dollar contract with one of the large DoD agencies because they were treating our people horribly, mm-hmm. and they weren't they weren't listening and they were wanting to tell us how to do our consulting. And mm-hmm. I I met with a two star general and said you hired us because of our expertise and we definitely want to align to your purpose and your strategy, but you're not listening to anything we're saying. And so I said, maybe we're not the right vendor for you. And I I walked away from that contract, Megan. And some people thought I was crazy for doing it. But again, it didn't produce impact. Um, And it didn't didn't line up with my value of people. So Megan, I am very centric around valuing and loving people. Mm -hmm. So our motto at AG is really for people. So with that said, what you just shared at this moment, before I just interrupted you, what is your talent? Because you have so many. What would you say is that laser sharp Rebecca talent? I would say my talent is to hone in on a problem and 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 get to the root of the issue and then help provide a solution and an outcome and not necessarily be fixated on the negativity of the problem, but what is the solution forward? And, and with that closely, because you're dealing with team of consultants, um, again, now over 100 strong, we have to also, my, my, my ability to look at talent and people and see them at ground level and to say, I see you. And by the way, you have potential. And this is where I, I, I'm going to coach you or mentor you or hire you for this trajectory of a career. Um, and I have, uh, Megan, I'm so blessed to have just a tremendous amount of people that have started with in- as interns with me who are now congressmen. And, you know, I've got uh, friends that are that uh, that have become friends that were prior employees that have been very successful in their business and their careers. Um, and I, I love looking at the rawness of an individual and saying, you have potential and this is how I want to help you get there. Mm-hmm. And that's that impact, impacting people. Mm-hmm. forever. Well, yes. Rebecca, thank you so much for being with me today and sharing your story, little bit of it, but our guests will, I know, will go and find your uh, book, Lost Girl, because it's so important, not only today, but I really do believe today evermore because of that, like you said, encouragement and hope. And that was a thread throughout this time together about sharing that hope, that there's always hope, but you have to create that action. Absolutely. Yes. And, and I just ask your viewers to connect with me. I just launched my my professional social media pages. So I'm working to grow them and move from my Good. personal at, at, at Instagram and Facebook at Rebecca Ann Contreras. Uh, make sure you put the Ann in there. And I'll look forward to hearing um, the great stories of the impact from the book. And uh, if you do read the book, make sure you you let me know that you enjoyed it. And I'd love to hear from you. And uh, this will be on YouTube and podcasting next week. So you share it out as well, Rebecca, and we'll repurpose it um, along the ways because this is an important point and an important story to get out to everyone. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you, you for having me. Enjoyed it. Pleasure. Thank you so Happy much. Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Be blessed. That was such a special, special time, folks. Not only do I know Rebecca Contreras in real time, but also listening to her story in that way. And that is such a powerful piece to Unique Leaders Live because we can see the success of people today, but really there is a story behind everyone's success. Stories are powerful. And to think that a person who had such 
challenges early on and challenges is trite. It's not a, a powerful enough word, but to overcome those. But there were step by step and faith is a huge part of that. But there's always hope, always hope. But you have to get out of your own way and trust, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So today I ask you to share this out with all of your social media platforms, all of them, and also go to uh, the YouTube page for Unique Leaders Live and subscribe, because that way you can not only hear Rebecca's story, but all of my other guests' stories. And as I shared, that this will be on all the podcasting platforms on Tuesday. And when you go to iTunes, please do uh, send a review there, because that will help other people find us because these stories are amazingly rich and amazingly helpful and uh, to everyone in every facet and every stage of their life. And then with that said, I invite you to go to my website, megandemartino.com, download my book, Hope and Possibilities. Yes, it's on Amazon, but last year during the lockdown, I decided to put it on my website at no charge for you to give you hope. The audiobook is now finished, and you can also find it there. And if you're on Instagram, go to my Instagram uh, page, give me a follow, and then DM me Hope, and you can also find the book at no charge there. So those are just two brief ways to find us. And my uh, program called Propel Business and Life Activation is coming soon. Go to propel.business and you will find information about it there. And that will give you step-by-step when it's coming and that will be in the next month. So again, thank you for joining me today on Unique Leaders Live and have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders Podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandemartino.com. I have a free gift for you, my book, Hope and Possibilities, Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.